Shema Yisrael. Welcome to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries with Aaron Budgen. Aaron discovered Jesus is his Messiah while preparing to be a rabbi. He now teaches for several organizations and is the teaching pastor for Living God Ministries. Strongly distinguishing between the Old and New Covenants, Aaron presents the scriptures from a Judaic and historical frame of reference. Join Aaron now as he reveals the reality foreshadowed and the new life we can now experience because of what the Lord Jesus accomplished for us. In the previous program, I was talking about emotions. Emotions in the sense that emotions are the response to what we are thinking. And it doesn't matter what we are thinking, our emotions will respond if we think about something that is good, if we think about something that is funny, if we think about something that is exciting, then our emotions are going to respond to whatever we are thinking. If we think about things that are sad and depressing, then our emotions are going to be a reflection of what we are thinking. Now, the solution to feelings, then, or the solution to emotions, is not to live in fantasy. It is not to then live in denial of reality. If we are thinking about things that are really depressing, and we just decide that we're going to deny the existence of those things, that's not a healthy way to deal with the issues of life. It isn't. It's a terrible way to deal with the issues of life, especially when you have somebody else who is around you, who is suffering because of something that has happened. And if you just deny their feelings, if you deny their experiences, then what kind of a relationship do you really have with this individual? How are they going to look at you From then on, how are they going to perceive you? You must consider the consequences of living in denial of reality. These are some of the issues that people deal with. Now, I also explained in the previous program that emotions cannot distinguish between things that have happened in the past or things that are happening now or things that are going to happen in the future or things that may never happen in the future. Emotions cannot distinguish between these things. Your feelings will never be able to distinguish between fantasy and reality. You have to use your mind. You have to use your intellect to be able to distinguish between what is real and what is not real. Things that people have experienced in the past can be very traumatic. They can be very depressing. And I'm not minimizing the importance of things that have happened in the past by saying that there's nothing you can do about those things because they've already happened. There's nothing you can do in most cases. I'm not minimizing the significance of those things. Instead, I'm telling you that those things are significant. They are so significant that they cannot be changed. And so I'm not suggesting that we just pretend that things that have happened in the past didn't really happen, and that way we can get over the emotional responses that we have concerning those things. There are other ways of managing the emotional reactions that we have in our lives as a result of things that have happened in the past. But when we think about things that have not happened, things that might happen or might not happen, when we think about things in the future, We are truly living in a state of fantasy because those things have not happened yet. 
and yet our emotions will not be able to distinguish between those things that have happened or have not happened. And so a person can find themselves in extreme emotional distress just by thinking about things that haven't even happened yet. Extreme emotional distress to the point where they might be paralyzed in a very real way in terms of their ability to get through the day because they're so consumed with something that has not happened yet or with the expectation that it is going to happen and it very well might happen. So there are serious consequences to what we are thinking. The solution then has to do with recognizing the truth in a particular situation or scenario. It is not to live in denial. It is to acknowledge the truth and find ways of dealing with the truth. The Lord Jesus said that if you abide in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you don't know the truth, then what you think is the truth and is not the truth is going to put you into bondage. It's a very fundamental principle of life. So I was explaining this in the previous program, and I was also explaining that when a person lives their lives by their emotions, it's very easy to be a victim in life. It's very easy to be victimized by other people. You know, there are a lot of people who live their lives by this simple principle, that the purpose of life, the objective of life, is to feel good. We normally learn this principle when we're a child, when we're a baby. Our parents teach us this, that if you feel bad when you're a baby, then we will do whatever it takes to make you feel good. And sometimes parents will continue to teach this to their children until their children leave the house. Children are often taught by their parents that the only thing that is important in life is feeling good, and if you don't feel good, then that is the problem. And we have to find some way of solving this problem. But what is the solution, and what are the consequences that a person is going to have to experience in order to always feel good? These solutions can be extremely destructive. You know, this is a practical reality of life. Sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do. And there are times when you can do things that you do want to do. But if you don't do those things that you don't want to do, you are going to experience the consequences for that, or someone else is going to have to deal with those consequences that you have created for them. Either you deal with the consequences or somebody else may be fortunate to deal with those consequences for what you decided because you chose to do something that made you feel good instead of doing something that you definitely would not feel good about but needed to be done. For example, when it comes to children, it is very difficult for some children to go to school. It's very difficult. They don't like to do that. Some do, some don't. So what do some parents do? Sometimes parents will actually look for opportunities to help their kids get out of school or not go to school. I have witnessed this, that there are times, doesn't happen all the time, but on occasion, when a child just doesn't feel like going to school, the parents will come up with some excuse, some reason to not take their kids to school. But you know what? It's very important to learn things. It is. 
I really believe in education. I believe in learning. I think it's really important. I have told this to my children. It's very important. Children need to go to school. Children need to learn. Whether they go to a school or they're homeschooled, however they are educated, what's really important to understand is that they're not going to want to do some of the things that they want to do. But they have to learn that this is still important in life. That there are times when you have to do things that you don't want to do. And there are times when you can do things that you do want to do. But if you don't learn this as a child, it's going to be very difficult to learn this as an adult, especially when you can find other adults in your life, in your experience, who will suffer the consequences for you for not doing what you should be doing to participate in the relationship that you're in. And this is a reality of life, and a lot of people get depressed over this, either because they're experiencing consequences from other people's decisions, or the other people are depressed because these other people who are suffering the consequences are not available in an emotional way or in whatever way in order to make them feel good in their life. They're not doing other things for them because they're busy doing things that these other people fail to do to participate in the relationship that they're in. This is a very real issue in life, and this is a cause. This is a reason why there is a significant amount of depression and despair in people's lives. So while it is not possible for me to address all of the unique circumstances that people are experiencing in their life when they don't feel good, but I can tell you that this is the origin, that this is the source, this is the reason, this is the real core issue that is the cause of significant amount of destruction in people's lives. And so look at your own personal experience and see if this is one of the reasons why you are experiencing depression because you believe that the priority in life is to feel good. You know, it is very easy to be a victim in life just because of this fundamental principle. I mentioned this in the previous program, that if you believe the priority, that there is nothing more important, or this is high on your priority list, that it is very important to feel good, then all somebody has to do is lie to you, deceive you in some way so that you feel good and then there can be great consequences from that. A person can victimize you as a result of that. I'm going to quote a movie by saying this, but life is pain. Anyone who says otherwise is selling something. You can easily be a victim of a salesman. You can easily be the victim of all kinds of creative schemes in life that people can abuse you in significant ways. If you believe that the priority of life is feeling good. Now, I really do value feeling good. I think it's a wonderful thing. I'm not saying that there's something evil about it. What I am saying is that it's easy to be deceived when we assume that this is the goal and the priority of life. I personally believe that the goal and priority of life is to know our God. And through knowing our God, we can experience something called joy that he can develop within us. And through that, while feeling bad, we can also feel good. We can feel really good in the core of our being, even though in our soul we may feel terrible just because we're in this world that is filled with suffering. 
We can feel both joy and sorrow and depression simultaneously, one in our soul and another in our spirit. And without the sufferings of life, I personally don't see how the Lord our God could really reveal himself to us in the way that he can and also do a work within us in the way that he can. And so when people make the assumption that the priority of life is feeling good, then they are not going to have the opportunity to really pursue a relationship with their God in the way that I'm describing because it is going to become a greater priority, a greater priority to the extent where it will overwhelm the opportunities to discover the realities of life, to deal with the realities of life, to understand how our God is interacting with us in the midst of this world so that he can move us forward, take away these barriers, and deal with the real core issues of our spirit, of our being in the innermost part of who we are. That's why this subject is important. It's a very serious barrier between people and the relationship that they could have with their God that they may never experience otherwise. You know, this is a very common conversation that people have when they go get counseling. When you go and you sit down with a counselor, one of the conversations that usually comes up is something that sounds like this. So, how did that make you feel? Or, how did you feel about that? Or, how do you feel? You know... People just love to talk about feelings. And I can bill for hours using an hourly billing rate. I can make a ton of money just by keeping people preoccupied with their feelings. I mean, there is a massive amount of money that can be made by counseling people on this level of feelings and emotions. You can keep people going for days, for months, for years on this subject and never, ever deal with the real issues, the real core issues. This is a very serious matter. You know, when it comes to work, work is a very important part of life. When the fall of humanity occurred, God told Adam, he said, you are going to have to work. And it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be enjoyable. You're not going to feel good. You're going to sweat. Now, I understand that some people enjoy work and enjoy sweating and stuff like that. I understand that. And if you enjoy your work, you're very fortunate. I enjoy my work. But, you know, sometimes I just don't feel like it. I really don't. I don't feel like doing the work that I need to do. Even though it's something that I'm thankful that I have, I still, on occasion, don't feel like it. Now, for most people, they never feel like doing their job. They never feel like working. But you know what? If you don't work, there will be some serious consequences in your life experience. For most people, if they don't work, they're not going to be able to pay for their place to stay. And if they can't pay for their place to stay, well, then they're going to have to find somebody else who will suffer those consequences and provide them with a place to stay in addition to the place that they have to provide for themselves. Or if you want to eat, you're going to have to work. It is written, he who doesn't work doesn't eat. There will be some serious consequences. If I don't go to work, what's my wife and children going to do? How long will it be before they're going to have to find somewhere else to live? They're going to have to find someone else who will provide them with the food that they need to eat. 
When I don't feel like working, I still have to do it because if I don't, there will be serious consequences. If you can't work because you can't find any work to do for whatever reason, and you have to depend on someone else, then you help them do the work that they need to do. If you can't help them directly by doing a portion of what they would have to do, that's fine. Find some way to do other things so that you can increase their opportunity to rest, so that they will find it much easier to do the work that they need to do when they're not resting. There are lots of ways to contribute to society, contribute to relationships, and participate in the relationships that you have. But when you take this position that how you feel is more important. Then doing the work that you need to do, if you take that position, then you can easily be paralyzed, easily be paralyzed, and never do anything. And like I said, sometimes people have the luxury of living this way because they have other people in their lives who will do those things for them. Now, when it comes to a relationship between a parent and a child, I personally think that this is a destructive relationship. That you should teach your children to do things that they need to do in order to participate in the family, instead of looking at them and thinking, "Well, gosh, you know, they just don't really feel like it right now, so I'm going to do it for them." Well, that might be appropriate sometimes. I understand that, but listen, if they never learn to do the things that they need to do. In order to be healthy individuals, in order to participate in sound, healthy relationships, in order to participate in the society that they are a part of, what do you think their life is going to be like when they reach their forties and fifties and sixties? What do you think their emotional state is going to be like if they don't learn this earlier? Who's going to teach this to them later? This is a serious obstacle that people deal with—a serious obstacle. I encounter people all the time who are dealing with serious emotional problems, and from what I can tell, the real reason why is because they believe that their feelings are more important than actually solving the problems that we are faced with in life. Now, as I explained earlier, emotions can be very deceiving. We do not want to make decisions on the basis of our emotions. And that this is an example of consequences that can result from living our lives by our feelings. But saying this, there is one very important thing you must understand because it's very easy to make a mistake when you consider what I've just said, and that is that emotions are not your enemy. They are not your enemy, even though. They can lead you to all these kinds of destructive problems. They still are not your enemy. Your emotions are not your problem. The solution to these issues of life is not to try to figure out some way to get your emotions under control, to get your feelings under control. If you try to do that. Then you're going to experience some serious problems. That is not the answer. You must solve the problems of life in the midst of your emotions. You must be able to have the conviction and the fortitude to say things like, "I don't feel like going to work, and this is okay not to feel like going to work, but I'm going to do it anyway." 
and to do the work and to get through your day saying to yourself things like, yeah, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to do it. The solution is not to try to find some way to eliminate this feeling so you can get started or to minimize the significance of the feeling so that you can get started. Folks, feelings are wonderful. They are exciting. They are God-given. Embrace them. Be thankful for them. Be thankful that you don't like to work because work causes pain. That's okay. Be thankful for that. Be thankful that you feel Be thankful that you have emotions. If you're encountering some extreme rejection in your life and you're depressed about it, be thankful that you feel depressed. The solution is not to try to find some way to get rid of the feelings. The solution is to find a way to live your life in the midst of the feelings. To feel life. To feel the pain and feel the joy when the pain comes, when the joy comes, and to embrace life for what it is. Because if you fail to do this, then this will be a barrier that will prevent you from embracing a lot of other things, many other things that your God wants you to know, that your God wants you to experience. You will never be able to embrace the work of God that He is doing in this world and in our lives if you don't really embrace this, if you don't embrace the fact that emotions are okay, that feelings are okay, and that the solution is not to try to find some way to deaden our emotions. Many people believe that this is the solution and they will go so far as to drug themselves and get drunk and take all kinds of interesting creative chemicals in order to find some way to deal with their emotions, to get their emotions under control. They turn themselves into a bunch of zombies. Zombies! Where they live their lives like they're a bunch of dead people because their emotions have been suppressed to such an extent that they are no longer living. And sure, they might be able to go to work even though they don't feel like it because... They've deadened their emotions so they don't care anymore, so they do it anyway. But what kind of a life is that? That's not living. That's not living at all. So please understand that the solution is not how do we become a bunch of zombies. The solution is how do we live our lives embracing the emotions that our God gave us and still solve the problems that we're confronted with. That is the dynamic. That is the goal in order to achieve maturity. A mature individual is an individual who can embrace their emotions for what they are and can simultaneously live their lives solving the problems that they're confronted with in a constructive way so that they don't create more problems with the solutions that they've created. Otherwise, they need adult supervision in their life probably. This is a very real issue, and it shows itself in so many different ways. You know, people say things like, if I just didn't care, what kind of a solution is that? What do you mean, if I just didn't care? Is there something wrong with caring? Is there something evil about caring? Is that really the problem? Have you ever heard somebody say something like, if I just didn't love them? What kind of a statement is that, if I just didn't love them? Is there something wrong with loving? Is that the real problem? 
For many people, that is. And I'm telling you that I do not believe that that's the problem. I think you should be thankful that you care. You should be thankful that you love in some way at all. You should be thankful for that. You should embrace that. And that if there are problems that you are experiencing in your relationships with other people, and you think that not caring is the answer or not loving is the answer, I don't believe that. I think that you should care. You should love. You should embrace that. And realize that there are problems that do need to be addressed, but they shouldn't be addressed that way. There are other ways of dealing with the problems and the issues of life. So please... Embrace your emotions. Be thankful for your emotions. Don't let somebody turn you into a zombie. Don't do that to yourself. Understand that your God did not make a mistake when He created you to be an emotional person. But if your emotions are of such a priority to you, if they are of such importance to you that you are not dealing with the other issues of life that you are confronted with, then that is your problem. That is your problem. And you have to make an intellectual decision to say, yes, I feel, I do feel, and I'm going to be thankful that I feel. But I am also, in addition to that, I am going to have the fortitude to live life and find constructive ways to solve the problems that I am confronted with. Life is truly about problem solving. That's what life is about. You know, self-esteem comes from doing things that are hard. That's where self-esteem comes from. When we believe that self-esteem comes from deception, from lies, from just telling people things that sound good, then that is not real. And it will eventually show itself. It will eventually result in great consequences. True self-esteem comes from doing things that are hard. And when you come out on the other side of successfully solving a problem and realizing that you have grown, that you have matured, self-esteem results. And this can be a wonderful thing. But this is not the goal. The goal is to solve the problems of life. And I will continue with this in the next program. You've been listening to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries. You can hear all of our programs for free through our radio archive at livinggodministries.net. That is, livinggodministries.net. Do help us develop new radio programs and continue broadcasting on this and other radio stations. Send your contributions to Living God Ministries, P.O. Box 38353, Colorado Springs, Colorado. 80937 or use the donation link on our website livinggodministries.net that is livinggodministries.net Thank you,